What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast, a video game show. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. Bonjourno. Bonjourno to you as Just well. Just the one, obviously. Just the one. We're yeah. sticking to it now. We're done with the multiple. Respectable one. <laughs> Keep it to a nice yeah. threshold of just one. But uh, we're here again to talk about the video games. But first, sorry, I got cut off. How are you? How are you this fine day? <laughs> My train of thought just left the station. Uh, doing all right, I guess. Check-in. I can understand why you're feeling frazzled, though, because there's an object in the floor that usually isn't there, which uh, that throws me off a little bit. Do you need me to bit. move this? No. Are we, are we <laughs> I'm just looking at it like, mm. <laughs> That doesn't need to be it's just there. Like a, for, for context, it's just like a canister of sanitizer wipes. Yeah. It's just not usually there. <laughs> I realize the term, there's an object in the floor, really left that it wide open. It could just really leave people's minds to just run there's wild. a corpse over there what could be on jared's office floor i don't I know should have left it open-ended send us your suggestions <laughs> over on our discord okay. or social media where yeah. you can follow us on facebook twitter or instagram patreon exclusive patreon what's exclusive on floor, what's on my exclusive. floor it's not lava if people paid for them then it was just the sanitizer <laughs> it's like this is it click picture of the Lysol. <laughs> we just start doing blatant clickbait on all the patreon shit we make really all of our funny. thumbnails for episodes to look like clickbait ads. We do like Mogan and Jarrett live nudes, but we've just got those um, skin suits on with like the printed forms to make it look yeah, like. Oh my God. Oh my God. That would be so We funny. need to do these things that we joke about doing <laughs> every once in a while. all of that shit down. We were like talking said. before we even started recording about what, uh, now it blank. It, oh, of like doing some, uh, like going, going to, to a stream and doing and a, just a, being sluts. <laughs> Swear like I'd be oh like in a banana hammock like the Todd. I don't know. As like yeah. some way to fulfill our page, our like extra life goals. It would be incredible. And stuff like that. Since one of them was supposed to, is uh, that we have to do the ice bucket challenge, yes. which we have which not forgotten about do. doing. Don't worry about doing. that. We're uh, just. And we're not intentionally waiting for it to get hot because if <laughs> I mean, it makes it, you feel any better, it's it, already it's been It's already hot. hot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we are doing that. But Barton Springs is like 68 degrees all the time. It's, it's freezing. freezing. It's fucking so, cold. So, you know, we, we decided we can either do ice bucket challenge or we could, you know, be sluts at the pool. Let us know in the comments. <laughs> what do you want to see? You just want a couple of pool sluts? Okay. <laughs> oh, Next team my chat God. Uh, shirts, pool sluts. <laughs> but Incredible. like in our uh, logo font, just like switch yes. it out. Oh, Jared, oh make God. that happen. I have to <laughs> Write that one down oh too. Oh, my God. God so I'm, many notes. I'm just a content <laughs> farm today. Good. We lo- I love these ideas. Let's keep it fresh. Let's keep it I rolling. I did have more caffeine than usual today. So that's, that's where all so this is you're coming. like, oh, I've done. Let's go. <laughs> I got all these ideas. <laughs> oh, man. But yes, like I said, you can listen to You can find us on social media at those places, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Join our Discord server where we have a lot of great conversation about games and other topics when we're not here recording the show. You can uh, New episodes of the show come out on podcast services around the World Wide Web every Thursday, and you can listen to those on those podcast services as well as watch a video version of each episode over on our YouTube channel. Links for all that are in the description below. And finally, you can go over to patreon.com slash team chat podcast just like some cool folks and god damn it if i always forget Jared, to copy for this god over sake. to the right note but here it is if you go over to patreon.com slash team chat podcast just like super saiyan ace elise f zach s mariah s susan m james k michael b andrew m michael s and brandon w have done you can you can uh they've gone there and in return <laughs> man i suddenly that hit a pothole and it that just was totally rough, derailed but i was anyway, barely paying I'm attention just gonna keep going because right now we're <laughs> also trying through. to record and outrun a coming storm yeah so we are like we're, we're kick, clicking we're running and we're rolling so i'm really not even gonna go back and, re- and try again that's but fine. you know what if you give us money over on patreon we give you cool perks like in the episode early before the general 
to Thursday release and access to a private channel on our Discord server, the Rogues Gallery, as well as some extra goodies along the way, like custom emotes and lots of, it's just a good time. So uh, you can do that over on Patreon. Big thanks to everyone who has done that already. And uh, we also, if you can't do that over on Patreon, you can give us so free support. I'm just really just keeping this, this butcher Jesus, train going. Come on, you can buddy. Support us, you can support us for free by subscribing wherever you listen to. Tell your friends all that good jazz. I'm just going to go ahead and cut this listen? off. Good Jesus Christ. That was probably your worst one That was a bad one. one. I haven't while. had a bad intro in a while. But wow. you know what? I felt like entertaining the people with that one today. So I'm just going to leave so. I'm just going to leave it in there and not suffer the embarrassment of trying we to We don't usually a, a edit second these. Time. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we do have have a fun topic uh, today because <gasps> yeah. Octopath Traveler 2 has been released. And while I don't necessarily plan on playing the full game, understandable. Uh, we, you know, because, well, yeah, because uh, we played the demo for the first one. This is based on impressions from the demo for me. I know you have actually purchased the game now and played yes, more into it. That's right. I think so, time wise, I'm about six to seven hours in now. Okay. So I've definitely made it well beyond yes. the, the confines of the demo, which for anybody that doesn't know, there is a free demo available for Octopath Traveler 2 on the Switch. Mm-hmm. I assume that there might be. I, you know what I shouldn't say assume. There might also be one available for PlayStation because Octopath Traveler 2 is also available for PlayStation. And Steam which, too, I think. Yeah, and Steam, which I don't think it was at launch last time mm-hmm. around. No, I don't think so. So that's really exciting, and I really hope that that's gotten the studio a lot more sales because they very much deserve it. Uh, but So the demo is free, and it lets you play for a... Ma- it's timed. So unlike just having a certain cutoff of content that you can do, yeah. you can start with any one of the eight characters, just like in the original game, and then you can play up to three hours within those three hours you realistically can make it to another area possibly even two Mm -hmm. and get up to three characters but time-wise just from cutscenes and what you have to do to get initial characters to join your party i think it would be tough to get more than three within the demo yeah but it gives you a really good chance to get familiar with the uh battle system with how the game feels with how it plays Mm -hmm. with the beautiful soundtrack which we'll talk about more so if you're on the fence about octopath and you've never played the first one or you did play the first one and you want to see what's new play the demo it will either sway you and you'll buy it or you'll be like this is not for me (laughs) which is fine i mean i played the first i played the demo of the first game and that one didn't necessarily sway me i enjoyed it but it didn't necessarily sway me to get the full thing and i kind of felt the same way about this one too to kind of jump into it but like i'll flesh out and have more thoughts obviously but um it because it is just kind of the thing it didn't feel totally different to me from the first one interesting and i and i wonder if that's just due to my limited reach with both because i didn't obviously extend more than the demos. Did you? So you finished the demo though. I, I didn't f- use my full three hours, gotcha. but I did finish the story of the first character okay. that I picked. Close enough. That that means that you got exposure to all of the basic elements of the yes. game. Yes. Yeah. So there aren't some notable differences, but I think we should start with the bare basics, assuming that people have not played Octopath One. Right. Because and like, o- what is even happening? Yeah. What in is this crazy Traveler? ass named game? It's a, what, what was that, Mogan? O- Octopus Graveler? <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> The team behind Octopath Traveler is notoriously bad at naming games. Didn't they also do the, uh, oh, what was the other one? Triangle or Diofield? Oh, is that them too? Yeah, I think they did. But then they also did Project Triangle Strategy. That's right. God, what a Which fucking is not. Bad name. Because what was the like code name for Octopath Traveler when they first. It, it was had, Octopath Traveler. 
Oh, and then they were just like, we're going to stick with this. No, I thought there was like another like shape name. No, everybody looked at Octopath Traveler and they were like, that's a fucking stupid name. There's no way they're going to stick to it. And then they just didn't change it. It's like, I, I feel like they heard the negative criticism. Oh, and they, they were, were like, like, they wanted to float this idea of a name out there. And they're like, here we go. We're just going to put this out into the yeah. ether. And people reacted negative to it, negatively to it. And they're like, you know what? No, we're doubling down. And yeah. they changed every single character's name to be able to spell out, spell out Octopath. And that's why they did that. They, they were like, fuck you, we're doing blows it. blows my mind that that's why it's called Octopath Traveler. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, but the studio... <laughs> so many layers. We don't really talk about the studio much in except for in passing because yeah. they really revolutionized the graphical style that goes along with Octopath. Yes. But it is Studio Acquire, publisher Square Enix. Mm. So Octopath Traveler is a pretty traditional, in some ways, turn-based JRPG. So it follows the intersecting stories of eight playable characters. So the characters in Octopath Traveler 2, and we'll just go through their names real quick because they they do spell it out. They spell I know, out they the still Octopath. <laughs> All right, so we've Which got, I love it. you got to stick with it now. I don't know how it will sound when they say it out loud in the game because I didn't start with her and she's also not in my party, mm-hmm. but Agnia... In Bravely Default, they pronounce the name Agnes as Agnes. Hmm. So I'm not sure if this is Anya or Anya. Oh, maybe it's Anya. It might be Anya to be more with the That sounds like something that they would do. Anyway, so we've got Anya, uh, Bristarni, the dancer, Particio Yellowwheel, a merchant, the merchant class, Tressa, it's not anything like Tressa Mm. though, Uh, Hikariku, the warrior class, Oswald V. Vonstein, the scholar class, which that blew my mind. I was like, (laughs) really? (laughs) Uh, Throne Angui, Angui? Ongi. Ongi. I, I like Ongi. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Uh, the Thief class, Temenos Mistral, the cleric, Casti Florenz, the apothecary, and Ochet, the hunter class. So the first letters of each of their names spell out the word Octopath, which nice. is hysterical. So the premise of Octopath Traveler is that you can start as any one of the eight playable characters. They all are located at different portions of the world map. Mm-hmm. I looked up what the world is called in this game, and then the t- term immediately flew out of my brain. Stall, Jared. Oh, never mind. There it is. <laughs> there, she it, got it. Recovery. It takes place in the world of Celestia. Okay. So I'm not actually sure if that's the same world as Octopath Traveler 1, but also it doesn't matter because that's irrelevant to the Right, because they don't cross over at any point. No, they don't. As far as you know. So very important to note, you can play Octopath Traveler 2 without having any exposure to Octopath Traveler 1. They might technically be located in the same world. Like I say, like I said, I can't remember. Mm -hmm. Uh, But your eight characters are located at different sections of the world map in the world of Celestia, which is loosely, I mean, if I had to, pin it as far as like fantasy timing goes pre-industrial most of the places are either pre-industrial entirely you know maybe even a little bit feudal in some places or straight up medieval others look like they've made it a little bit farther along and might be getting into machinery and stuff but it's still pretty uh early days of industry we would say um for context the character that i chose was casti the apothecary who did you pick i picked well, who do who do you think I picked? Because you said like, before we started, I feel like you picked Oswald. You're spot on. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Jared's gonna pick that guy. <laughs> 
<laughs> which is actually great because in terms of the location of the map, Casty is at the very bottom yeah. and Oswald is at the very top. So I was like, that's oh, nice. a good safe spot that is. because then none of our demo would overlap mm -hmm. and we could have more diversity of talk here. But uh, Casty is the apothecary in Octopath Traveler 1. That was Alfin. Yes, I feel like familiar. his name. It's something stupid like that. I feel like it was Alfin, but the apothecary class is broken. Oh, really? It like was, overpowered oh, broken? Oh, yeah. Or, it's okay. OP as shit. Um, <laughs> it was already OP in Octopath Traveler 1. I feel like they made it even more OP in Octopath 2, and mm. we'll talk about that more. What should we call it? Two Octo, Two Path? We'll call it Two Octo, Two I like Path. That. I like that. Uh, so in Two Octo, Two Path, I feel like some of the changes they made to the base gameplay make a lot of the classes potentially very broken, mm -hmm. which is exciting for me. Uh, but Oswald is the scholar, which is in um, sort of JRPG terms, the mage. Uh, yep. The scholar is the one that's the best Which I normally magic. don't play as a, that class. You don't. I'm impressed I'm usually that you like chose a that. Warrior, usually just a straight up warrior class. Yeah, you picked old, no, you picked Hanit. I did. Yeah, I, that's I right. went with that one, which I was like, I almost texted you or messaged you before I started. I was like, okay, which one has the least amount of chance do you think of having that old English that Hanit oh, had for the first game? Because that, that was almost made people. me stop. Yeah, that it was, was rough pretty for rough. people. I, yeah, I... Because it felt so random and like, I know what you're going for, but this just feels like... She was the only one that okay. spoke like <laughs> That's that. That's who I so picked, funny. and I was like, I, I appreciate your gameplay, and I like like being able to capture yeah. the creatures and use them in battle and stuff yeah. like that, but I was like, the cutscenes with you oh, <laughs> are yeah. a pain. But, uh, so tell me about Oswald. What's his backstory, and what what's... what's It actually was a very engaging. I liked his backstory a lot. It's that he is a scholar looking for... Um, slight story spoilers here for the beginning chapters of Oswald's tale. Uh, he is a, a scholar looking for the, the key to the one true magic. And he's like discovering Ooh. this, like he's been able to make like a flame and do some other magical things in his research. But he's like top tier scholar. Like he okay. is the one that like, he's trying to figure out. So all he's this a stuff. super mage. Yes. Gotcha. But he's been framed for murder. Take. <laughs> Gasp. In that his, oh my god! And in that his uh, wife and child's bodies were discovered in the burned ashes of their home. Oh my god! And he was arrested and uh, sentenced to basically life imprisonment at Shawshank. No, just not kidding. <laughs> it's called Frigit Isle, which is like a very lockdown prison uh, thing. But actually, like I have just I just watched Shawshank Redemption, and I was like, the parallels they're right That's here. That's hilarious. Um, uh, he's his geographic region is in the far north, so it's like yes. the snowy area, yeah. right? Oh, that sounds uh, so unpleasant. So it was this is a very desolate area. Uh, the the warden literally like beats you like it, when you like come into contact with him every scene he like beats somebody up oh god and one of like there's like obviously doing forced labor mining for this fofaril i believe is what it was called it's like a flammable substance that they mine and ore for on frigid island uh and so like <laughs> they're out there and like the first day you're doing something and and he gets a and a and a prisoner is like it's so cold, it hurts. And then the warden comes over and like smacks him and then like talks shit at him. And then another guard comes over and like, sir, he's already dead. And I'm like, oh my God, oh this my is God. so terrible for like how like lighthearted and, and cheery the art style is. For people that aren't familiar with the first Octopath game, that's very par for the course. Uh, Octopath has always 
taken really hard left turns yeah. into the very serious. Some and there were the, a couple throughout just these opening yeah. chapters. And I was Some like, of oh. the storylines in Octopath 1 were much more lighthearted. Like Tressa's, she just wanted to be the best merchant in the world. Hers was so lighthearted, it was incredible. Yeah. But others had like really heavy themes that they dealt with. So Oswald seems like he's sort he of He was the, one of the heavier ones, yeah, for goodness. sure, yeah. So he, it was a very good story in that regard. And so it, be, it becomes with his plan then at the start of the game is he has to get out of this of course, prison, prison to break. be able to avenge because he knows he he knows who like who did oh, it okay. or like who framed him or whatever gotcha and so he's got to get out to be able to complete his studies but then also get, get revenge. revenge for his wife a and classic daughter. revenge tale so it was pretty good very uh, count of the monte cristo yeah except there's no wife and child for him to recover no that's true or, in peace. or gladiator same or thing gladiator. happened later yeah. gladiator too at the beginning so. i also want to kind of note that the first Octopath game, I feel like, stayed very in the lane of character archetype stereotypes. Yeah. Like the scholar in Octopath 1, Cyrus, he was very, like, slender, refined. He, like, taught he at the like university. Or was that the other person? Or was that Alfin? Alfin didn't have a fedora, but he gave off fedora vibes. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> there, oh, there was definitely a character that had a fedora. I think it was Cyrus. Maybe? No, he didn't. Anyways, the point is that all of the characters in Octopath 1, their personalities oh, and yeah. their no, physical didn't. appearance really matched what you would expect of their class. Like the cleric was a small girl, very gentle, very kind. The merchant is like a peppy young woman, you know, real go-getter. The thief is like a dark, mysterious guy. And the scholar is like the elegant, refined, mm -hmm. kind of dopey when it comes to common sense, but very good at magic type. And they all visually match those expectations expectations as well. I feel like already Octo 2 Octo 2 Path is branching out a little bit more from those very narrow lanes because like with Oswald, from what I saw of his character arc, art, his character art, uh, when I was selecting my character for the demo, he looks physically very big yeah. and scary. He has like really huge long hair, hair yeah. like a huge mane of hair. Think like Beauty and the Beast Beast. Yes, and he's like big and yeah. buff and scary looking and I was like, oh my god, that's the, that's the scholar? And the it, it kind of seemed like they were maybe going to go with similar uh, themes for some of the other characters as well. Mm -hmm. I will say that Casty is fairly in line with what you might expect. Yeah, what's for, her story? What's her yeah, deal? let's talk about Casty. So C A S T T I Casty. Uh, her tale is a mystery tale, Ooh. a classic amnesia right. arc. Oh my god! Yeah, everybody loves a good amnesia <laughs> story. So it starts with a very mysterious opening of somebody, a hooded, robed figure, uh, in at night in the rain, carrying somebody on their shoulder who is clearly unconscious to the docks. Mm -hmm. That person puts the other person on a small little skiff and is like, you have to be the one that survives. You're the only one that can save us. This is for the good of all of us and just pushes the skiff out to sea. Oh. So it was clearly a very desperate effort to get a specific person away from something. You're yeah. not really sure what. That person is obviously casty. So her story begins when she is found at sea days later, dehydrated, completely out of it, and with no memory. So a ship saves her from dr not drowning to death, uh, just dehydrating to death. Mm -hmm. That would be what killed you first. Uh, a, a passing merchant ship manages to acquire her. They rescue her and they take her to the other side of the sea. 
So you can actually see on the map that Casti comes from the eastern shore. Yeah. But she, her story starts on the western shore. Oh. And she's a nurse, you can tell. Or I'm saying the word nurse because that's very much what her outfit um, gives the vibes of. Yeah. Like, imagine the um, garb that you would see, like, field nurses wear in World War One. Yes. That's exactly what her outfit mm-hmm. looks like. Uh, it's got, like, this cute blue cap and this big blue overcoat. And they've got, like, a patch on the front that signifies what order they're from, mm. which is... A, heirs? Heirs. E-I-R-S. So she's from the Order of Heirs, which you don't really know what that means. But people in the town that you are brought to, uh, Canalbrine, or Candlebrine as I call it, um, they react very poorly to you. And you're like, bitch, I just fucking woke up. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. The only reason Casty even realizes that she's an apothecary is because the bag that she had with her is full of like herbs, Mm. a recipe book, uh, bandages, gauze, that kind of stuff. And she's like, oh, well, based on this bag that has my name on it and my uniform that has my name on it, I'm clearly an apothecary. But her specific apothecary carry uniform triggers some negative reactions in the town folk because apparently rumor has it that the order of heirs aren't true apothecaries they travel around to towns and make people intentionally sick kind of like angels of death so people are very suspicious of uh casty and she has no idea who she is so she doesn't know if that's true or not she has no idea and her recipe book her journal which is where she keeps track of um all the people she's ever treated what their ailments were how she fixed them up is soaked in blood oh and she's like oh oh that's not good (laughs) i can't remember (laughs) shit don't they know my name? And people are looking at me like I'm a mass murderer. Yeah. Obviously, through her actions, she man- manages to uh, befriend the townsfolk of the initial town that she lands in. But her story is she's got to figure out what the fuck is going on. And she's got this nagging thought in the back of her mind, very amalgamous, no real shape to it, that she's supposed to be doing something really important ah. but she can't remember what it is so that's Casty's tale that's how she starts off very uh, cool. i'm very glad that her story is more nuanced mm-hmm. than alfin's was because the apothecary apothecary class rules alfin was such a dope <laughs> which his, his, his personality had a certain charm to it but he was kind of portrayed as like a country bumpkin yeah and also a through and through cut you know copy paste do-gooder alfin's entire journey was about just fixing people healing people doing the most good for the world no matter the cost casty's like i mean yeah i've got a job and i'm an apothecary but also i clearly have some other shit to figure out so she has more motivation than just than just i want to help people sure which again kind of plays into my I, i think feeling that more of this game is going to have more story beyond what was surface level in Octopath 1. So I'm very excited about that. Very nice. Uh, so those were the setup for our characters and stuff like that and what the paths that we chose. What really did kind of stand out? Because, like, you know, I know a lot of this, like, uh, there was some big combat, for, or not actually a ton of combat, really, I would say, in your sounds Mine. very story heavy. It was. And and honestly, I've, I was almost like, this might not have been the best person to pick for you this. You picked bad again. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the same way. And, re- and honestly, like I wasn't that bothered by Haunted yeah. st- uh, stuff. It just was a little bit like, oh, man, that's, that's a choice. Uh, but his was good. It, it takes place like five years after he's sentenced. So he's five years in and he's like, I'm, I'm ready to do my to, to break out, which I thought was a very funny like story note in that he's like, 
he in it starts. He's like th- all thinking because he also is wearing a muzzle this whole time because oh, he can't very, speak his spells. Very oh, very man in the iron mask. Yeah, see, wow, combining God, all these stories all this together. Classic literature. <laughs> and so you know, a lot of this is like his internal monologue, and he's like, "I've been here for five years, wow. studying, learning everything I can to be able to make this grand masterscape, and the time has come." And I'm like, "Fuck yeah, dude, let's make this happen." And he says. I just need three things to make it happen. <laughs> so you got to do a little fetch quest to go around no. and find shit. Oh, what are the things he needs? A pop tart, a water bottle. <laughs> he's, he's like, I've, d- I've made all these careful plans and the time is now. I just need these three things. Number one, an escape route. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Impeccable planning. <laughs> Number two. Clothes to survive the warm winter outside. Okay. And, and three, an accomplice who knows the inner workings of the prince. Oh and I was like, that's <laughs> everything still you need to know. That's incredible. <laughs> that is very funny. It made me laugh. Oh my God. And it got me again. It made me laugh oh so God. hard when I read when that happened. I was like, dude, you have shit. So he is like Cyrus. He's actually an idiot scholar. I will say. Once it, so yeah, so there was a lot of like going back and forth, like getting those three things and then actually setting the plan in motion, you know, and obviously oh eventually <laughs> escaping. But um, you do eventually uh, find your accomplice and your accomplice becomes your party member for it. And then you are able to go into this underground cavern and then you eventually fight the warden is like the big boss fight of, of this area. Um, I assume, I don't know, you're more familiar with this game. What parts should we like really focus on? Yeah, so should we move into the combat? Because I know that can be like kind of the Let's definitely talk part. about the combat because like I said, it's a turn-based RPG. And right. every time a turn-based RPG comes out, people always, at least some people, a faction of people on the internet are like, turn-based combat is dead. Nobody likes those games anymore. Yeah. False. They absolutely do. Persona 5 sold 5 billion copies. People People fucking love turn-based games when they are done in a very good and interesting way. And Octopath Traveler 2, 2 Octo 2 Path, uh, does build on its original system, which is a system of shield-breaking and, how should I... Boosting, I guess. Yeah, yeah we'll battle, call it, battle point boosting. Yeah, they call it battle point. I think it's called boosting. Yeah, yeah, it's boost on there, but they call yeah, the, yeah. the the like the battle red dodge get battle points yeah, yeah. to spend. Yeah. So it's a it's a system of shield breaking and boosting your character's attacks. So how a typical round of combat might go is, let's say that I'm Casty and my primary weapon is the axe. Yeah. Characters cannot wield all of the possible weapons in the game, nor can they individually cast all the spells without items to do so. So for example, Casty's loadout is she has the axe equipped and she has a magic spell that casts ice. Those are the two things in her arsenal that can be used to break an enemy's defenses. Oswald has, uh, he has his like staff. Oh, the staff. And then he has uh, a fireball spell and an ice, like ice blast. He only has fire and ice? Yeah. He doesn't think- start with thunder? Uh, you can buy Thunder later, I think. After Why? you complete like chapter two. I, unless I did it wrong. No, I, I think might have missed it. That's maybe just really interesting I, because that's not how Cyrus starts. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, maybe because he's in the prison and he like has that oh, muzzle. Yeah. You don't even get to like use your, spe- your spells cool. and stuff until like later uh, when you're making your escape and stuff like that. So it's kind of, um, but yeah, so those are the two he had. But no, I did after completing his chapter, you like run it, you were in a village, his two chapters, you're in a village when you can start doing the free realm stuff. 
and you can like find a merchant who was al- allowed me to buy a like electrical or thunder spell. Fascinating. Very interesting. Okay, so Casty, for example, has the as ice and the hatchet, mm-hmm. the axe. So an enemy has usually anywhere between two to as many as like five or even six little squares underneath their name. Yep. And those little empty boxes indicate that a weakness goes there. So if there's an enemy with two boxes underneath it, that means it has two weaknesses. There are about five to seven different weapon types in the Mm -hmm. game, each of which can be a weakness. And there may be five spells, fire, ice, thunder, dark, and light. Yeah. Yeah. So there are about five magic spells that somebody can be. Oh, no, and air. Uh, Mm. Six. So there are a certain amount of magic uh, types that an enemy can be weak to. So if I had to, and it can have, I, again, anywhere between one and like fucking 10 <laughs> shield points, uh, pro- probably even more for some of the super bosses. But shield points, if you can break them down enough by hitting an enemy's weaknesses, you break their guard, they lose a turn of attack because things are based on turn order. Mm-hmm. So if you break somebody's guard, they lose that turn of attack and you get to hit them extra hard next time around because they're dazed and they have nothing to defend against right so the idea is you hit an enemy's shield as many times as is ideal to set yourself up for the next round of attack to be a super move so with casty i might want to save up like four battle points break somebody's guard like on the third turn and then use all four of my battle points through the boost system to give my poison attack a really really strong attack now, later in a fight, like if you fought a boss, did it give you an extra like power up thing? Mm. The latency is it latency? Yes. So this is new. So this is one of the things I about didn't remember that from the new, from the yeah. first one. Yeah. So two octo two path essentially added what I would call a burst system. So they call it latent power. Latent, so not latency. Yeah. No, yeah. you you had it because it's like I mean it's the oh, like, same you, thing, I you guess. totally got it. <laughs> uh, so each character also has a unique latent power. Um, for I've got a couple of different characters now, but let's just focus on Casty. So each character has a gauge up in the top where their health and um, SP goes, which is... Spell power, probably. Spell power, wow! I was Man, gonna, I'm on top of it Yeah, today. you're really on it. <laughs> Spell power, mana, basically. So yeah. each character has HP and a certain amount of mana, and then they also have this little circular gauge that slowly fills up as you either break an enemy's guard or get hit. So getting hit actually kind of gives you a little bit of a benefit in this game, which in the past it never did, which opens up the door to some really unique uh, plays, especially for specific characters. Because let's say you've got a warrior... They have really high defense already. Shit evasion, but you just load them up with the best defensive uh, armor and shields that you can find and then just make it to where you want them to get hit for a specific reason. That could really pay off. So latent power, once your gauge is fully, once your gauge is full, I was going to say fully full, which is the (laughs) stupidest thing ever. Once your uh, burst gauge is full, latent power gauge is full, you have the option to activate your character's latent power. For Casty, and this is the parts that, this is the part that is broken as fuck on her. (laughs) So the apothecary uses herbs Mm -hmm. and items to heal other members of the party. You also get a pretty low power standard heal that uses magic power instead of your herbs. But herbs is really where it's at. You want to use those because you can combine them in unique ways to either heal the party, uh, cure status ailments, give people more BP, regenerate SP, sometimes all at once. Yeah. So if you can get the right items for the apothecary, you can be really overpowered already. 
latent power makes that even more broken because when you activate latent power, it gives you the chance to use your herbs in any combination, either for attack or for supporting your party without actually using the item. Oh, wow. So let's say that I only have one more heal, one more grape. I think they call them healing grape. Uh, I only have one more bunch of healing grapes in my inventory, but I've got latent power. I can activate my latent power and then use that grape but it doesn't actually consume it. Oh, that's cool. You can also combine her apothecary skills with the boost system. Nice. But every boost is an additional ingredient. Oh, shit. So you can combine so, yeah, holy healing, <laughs> you can combine status ailm- uh, status heal... Recharge? Re- Affliction? I don't know how... To- yeah, like ailment fixing? Okay. I don't know the good <laughs> word for it. Uh, you can apply Apothecarying. Yeah, and up to four based on the amount of boost that you can get. Oh, wow, that's so cool. So she can just make your party unbelievably strong. Jesus, that is that The is same thing applies to enemies. So if you've got diffusing powder so that you can apply it to the entire enemy team or your entire team also, uh, you can just be insanely powerful as Casty. Yeah, Oswald, you, it would intensify his spells. Nice. So like I would... The um, I would come on that first boss and everything like that. I when it first introduced the latent the latency power the latent power, yeah. I was like boost. I had like a full battle points yeah. uh, gauge full. My that was full, and so yeah, I just did that and just unleashed this massive fireball. It was really cool. Which like, something that they did that I feel like is a new uh, just perk of this game. Whenever you're using the maximum amount of boost for. Any, any any attack, any heal, any actions, what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Any action where you're using all four of your boosts, the camera work, because it's technically... Yeah. It's technically a 2D pixel game, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's It acquires unique take on what they call HD 2D or 2D 3D mm-hmm. because pixel sprites are the primary look of the game, but right. they are so enhanced and the space is actually 3D space. So you're these pixelated characters in a 2D world, but a 3D space. So the camera still has a lot of opportunity to be really interesting in battle. Mm-hmm. So when you're about to use up a full boost's worth of attack, the camera like pivots around it's your really character cool. it's a really cool and then effect. they get this sort of whirlwind effect around them that intensifies and then it's like all the air gets sucked out of the room and then the attack blasts so out cool it makes it feel so powerful and the character usually has a unique voice line that goes along with that yep. Castis is fucking hilarious because she's the apothecary, yeah. but her max attack line is no mercy, only pain. <laughs> she's like, oh shit. She's going hardcore. She's fucking hardcore. <laughs> it's incredible. What, what is Oswald's? Do you remember? Um, oh no. It's I, probably I something bad. I remember. I, I don't remember what it what, what it is. I do remember his when he takes damage. He's like, that was not in my calculations. <laughs> Oh, it's hilarious. Another thing that I really like that they did in the game is each character, again, if you haven't played the original Octopath, the vast majority of dialogue and voice lines are fully voice acted. Mm -hmm. And the voice acting in the Octopath games is incredible. It sounds so good. The characters really bring them, the voice actors really bring their characters to life. Uh, And it's something that I think is new to this game is the characters have 
a lot more banter between themselves yeah. during battle. You wouldn't have gotten this because I think you only had Oswald, but I've gotten up to three characters now. I had two people. Oh, I had my, did have my an accomplice. NPC. Right. Yeah. I'm not sure if this applies to accomplices, but for example, with everybody that's a main character in your party, let's say that I'm Casty and I, or I'm c- controlling Casty, and I break somebody's guard, and then I switch over to Hikari. Mm-hmm. Because Casty broke somebody's guard, he will start his turn by saying, excellent work, Casty. It's like, oh, I love that. That's, That's cool. such a nice little touch. So every time you do something or something affects one of your party members, the other party members will react to that. Like if somebody's fucking dying, yeah. Casty might be like, oh, Hikari. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, bitch, he's dying. Better heal him. Use that latent power. Get those herbs out. I just think it's a really nice touch that really makes the party feel a lot more alive. Yeah, and not so static. Because I acquired Casti and Hikari first, Hikari's the warrior. It's he's very clearly meant to be from either ancient Chinese or ancient Japanese um, cultural uh, background. Mm-hmm. It's not exact, you know. They don't call it that, but he's from right. the kingdom of Ku. But it's in the desert, so like imagine the the aesthetic of feudal Japan mm-hmm. or Meiji era Japan, and just plop it right into the desert. And you're yeah. like, huh? Okay, yeah. <laughs> sure, makes sense. But, their two personalities just get along so well, I feel like. So I'm already a t- So help me decide. Do you think their couple ship name would be Castacari or Hikasti? Tough, I right? like Hikasti. Ooh, you like Hikasti? Yeah. Mm, I kind of like the Castacari. Because <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of Katamari Damachi. Yeah. But anyways, this is either here nor there. The point is the point system, the boost system, the... Uh, way that you're able to use the latent powers to make your characters really pop off is incredible. Yeah. Combine that with the way that turn order works and setting yourself up for mega attacks later down the line, it becomes a very strategic turn-based game. You have to be really careful. Yeah, I actually thought I was going to get stuck on the first boss as Oswald because, again, I don't play very many turn-based strategy, or not turn-based strategy, turn-based like uh, combat RPGs like this. And so, you know, I had to learn those those combats and I had to like figure out like, oh, how do I influence the turn order to get an advantage, understanding the breaking and all that yeah. different stuff. Um, but yeah, the I lost my train of thought. Where was I going with that? Um, JRPGs, uh, turn order, combat, Hikari, ship names. <laughs> no. Is this helping? <laughs> uh, it, it was something along the lines of shit. Where was I going with that? Uh, so I had to learn all of that different stuff. Oh, uh, but I almost got stuck on the boss uh, because, yeah, it took me, I think, three or four times yeah. to fight him because I had to, like, learn and, like, re- and figure out all those different to, like, maximize it to the, to its fullest effect and how to, like, make the synergies of the two characters work together, how to work with the specials and, the like, especially the latent thing, the latent power and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I did get a little frustrated with it a little bit because it is different not having health bars for your for the enemy Oh, right. Because you have it for you, but not that's, for the enemy. Yeah, that's true. So especially when you're trying to figure out that that how, flow how and how to maximize it. To do. The very first time, like, we'd been fighting for a long time. Then all of a sudden, he pulls some bullshit move and, and kills both of us Ooh. when we had well over 100 health Ooh, each. Yeah, okay. And so, like... But that was after I'd been like grinding on him for a while, oh. and I was like, "What is this?" I had it just kind of felt like I was just go, like throwing random bullshit at him gotcha. because I didn't have any gauge to see how much impact I was having, other than like seeing the the damage number. So I'm not sure if you noticed, and this is not a full. It doesn't exactly equate to a health bar, yeah. but enemies do actually have the so their name mm-hmm. below or above. 
Oh, so they have their name and their little box of weaknesses, right? Yes. Below that, the color of their... No, it's just their name. Below that, the color of an enemy's name will change based on how much health they have. I did not pick up on that at so all. So they start out white, but then I they get... My, I they, rescind yeah. my criticism. But it's not exact, <laughs> but they go to yellow when they're at half health, about, and then they go to red when they're like below 25%. Oh, yeah, I did not pick up on that at all. So you need to be paying attention to... St- other Apparently. players, you need to pay attention to stuff like that because that can inform when you're going to set up your super moves. I basically like learned because the warden, I was, I was like trying to like spread the damage out. Yeah. Be, but then I realized that once he started pulling that bullshit move on me, that I was like, okay, no, I really have to get him out. Plus I did ev- eliminate his two accomplices that were with him. And then like the next turn, he just like spawned two new ones. Yeah. I was like, okay, so obviously the, the goal here is to just, you know, just really gang up on the warden and really like try to kick his ass. And once I did that, it worked out. And yeah. then I, because like on the fourth try, it really was like clicking with all the different stuff and figuring it out. So it did, it did come together for me and I got more into it, I would say. Um, but I don't know. Well, before we like kind of like give our summation yeah. feelings to it, was there anything else about the com- the combat stuff? Like no, other than on? that, even as a veteran player, you know, I played the first game. I did not 100% complete it or even well, really get like, close. How long would that it's take? It's a very long game. That honestly, as well, no, go ahead. Actually, that we, does we lead me into the one more really impor- important point. Sure. So each of the eight characters' paths other than your first character are really entirely optional. So each character has, I think, about four what could be considered tiers of their path. They have their intro story and then a middle story, second middle story, and then a final arc to their story. So those require you to go to different sections of the map to continue their story, which is how you collect all the characters. Each of the eight characters has that. Yeah. So to basically finish the entire game and get the secret ending, Ooh. which everybody knows the, the games definitely have. It's a JRPG. Right. To get the secret ending, you have to finish each character's all four tiers. So it can put it not potentially, it will be a 100 plus hour game if you want to actually Oof. finish it in full and unlock the secret ending. And definitely there's a secret boss sprinkled in there. Yeah. There's probably also a super boss on the side, maybe more than one. The point being that the Octopath games are very long, very fun, but all of that content is not necessary. Yeah. You can just play one or two characters' full arcs and still feel like you got a really good experience out of it. I think in my three arcs that I finished of Octopath 1, I still put in well over 80 hours. Yeah. So it is de- definitely worth the money. I think, and that's the, the point, like, I, and I think, like, I know we started this out and I was like, yeah, I don't know if I'll be getting the, the, the full game. I had fun with it. And it, I did, although I will fully admit, like, the second time he, he smacked me down, I was like, this is stupid. I'm out. <laughs> but then I was like, no, I'll come back to it. And I did enjoy the rest of the time that I spent in the demo. I just, I do, for one, it is kind of like the length of how much time there is, how yeah. beefy of a game it is. That kind of deters me a little bit from it. And then two, while I do enjoy the, the like the combat and figuring that out, that I feel like turn, I, while I enjoy like turn-based strategy games and like even like the RPG elements of like uh, Dragon Age and KOTOR, that's the old Republic. Uh, those games also have kind of a turn-based combat to them as well, but it's more 
like a, f- a real time. It's oh, like a mix. Yeah, real time strategy. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like or a real time cutback. A real time. It's like a mix of the two. You like can poo- can poof. You can <laughs> choose your move set and like what attacks you want to use. It will cycle through those. Then you have the option to choose those again. But the whole time the two characters are fighting and dealing right. damage to each other. Yeah, yeah. I kind of enjoy that combat style for for that a little bit more than this one. I do appreciate the the strategy of it though and like once i did start clicking with like how to interrupt and change and the turn order to my benefit and the breaking of the shields and all that and how to really play all those things together i did really enjoy it yeah i feel like it could be something that maybe whenever nintendo decides to put a game on sale like i like (laughs) could maybe pick it up like really cheap to be like i want to just have this to be able to experiment and see if this is even something i would really think for also while I do agree that it is a very beautiful art style, that art style and the aesthetic it kind of gives like isn't really my yeah. jam. Pixel art isn't for everybody, so, and, and there's yeah. different, many different types of pixel and so, art. Like, so for me, I, like I, while I do appreciate that these games do sometimes take, and Octopath does take a heavier leaning in its story, it like almost comes out of contrast to the art style for me. Yeah, I get it, and, and so that just like is a thing. And, and that's just my personal opinion, not a knock, because I do understand that, yes, it's very beautiful to look at. It's a very, and like for the fans who enjoy that, go nuts. It's just not my personal aesthetic. Totally get it. Uh, the last thing that I will say about the game, and this is really more hearsay than anything else, because obviously I don't know this, I mm-hmm. haven't finished the game, but one of the primary complaints about Walk to Path 1 was that a lot of the storytelling wasn't necessarily as deep as it could have been. And some of the stories felt really unbalanced as far as how intricate their stories were. Supposedly, that has been fixed in Two oh, Octo nice. Two Path. Jason Schreier, Schreier yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jason Schreier, <laughs> uh, sup- uh, put out a tweet saying that Octopath Traveler Two is the best jar- JRPG ever made. So supposedly they have made big improvements to the narrative elements of Two Octo Two Path, which is the part that I am really looking forward to. Obviously, the combat of the turn-based mechanics—it's just better than ever. Yeah. You know, it was good in Octopath One. It's even better in this game. So if you've never played Octo or you played the first one and found it lacking but still liked it give Octopath 2 a try I feel like people are going to get a lot out of this game and I'm hoping to beat my record of last time I want to beat four characters arcs dream big yeah dream big me <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see how far I get well and even like I said to add to, add to that like even knowing that I'm not going to probably pick up the full game like I said I enjoyed the demo yep. it was fun so I think even if you're on the fence about it give it a shot get, try the demo that's what it's there for the soundtrack to see. I'm going to oh, say yeah. it right now just I feel like the soundtrack in Two Octo Two Path is already better. I like that they kept the main theme. Yeah, they did keep the main theme, but it's kind of like a light rearrangement of yeah. it. But I've been to three distinct areas now on the map. Each of their themes were straight bangers. Nice. So I, I feel like it's gonna just going to be a, a, a sonorously incredible game. <laughs> uh, and I can't wait to hear all the different themes in the game. Yeah, I will give the soundtrack a listen because I did enjoy like the battle music. Oh yeah, uh, the final boss really music is always yeah. good. I, I enjoy that stuff a lot. So I'll be definitely be giving that soundtrack yeah, yeah. a listen for sure. But hey, we would love to hear if you have played Octopath Traveler 2, 2 Octo 2 Path. 2 Octo 2 Path. Okay, there it is. A 2 Octo 2 Path. And if you've played the demo, picked up the full game, we would love to hear your first impressions of it as well. So 
Send us a message at teamchatpodcast.gmail.com. Comment wherever you're listening to or watching the show. Join our Discord and talk about it with us there. We would love to hear from you. But with that, everybody, that wraps up this episode of Team Chat Podcast. It's time to batten down the hatches and weather this storm that's coming. I gotta get home. Hopefully it's, uh, <laughs> it's light and stays light. Uh, fingers crossed for all that and knocking on all the wood. But... Uh, Godspeed, everyone, to weather the storm of the next week until a new episode comes out. But until then, I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Murphy. Adios. We'll see you all next time. <laughs>